Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL Insider, guys had this to say to Scott Van Pelt last night. Listen. Succession plans for Bruce Arians have been incredibly important to him. Uh, So, too, have been diversity hires. So putting Todd Bowles in a place to succeed in 2022 was something that Bruce Arians thought, this feels right. This feels like a good time to do this. And also, uh, it allows the Bucs organization to have a succession plan in place moving forward. Of course, he is referring to the fact that Bruce Arians – Head coach until yesterday of the Tampa Bay Bucks has stepped down or rather up into the front office. And Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator, formerly the head coach of the New York Jets, is now Tom Brady's head coach in Tampa. Key, what does Todd Bowles need to do as head coach this time around? Jets fan, remember, he had you competitive for a minute without a great roster, right? But ultimately, it's the Jets. What does he need to do this time around to be a successful head coach? Well, there's two things that, that in my opinion, need to happen. I understand Bruce Arians is getting kicked upstairs. He needs to stay upstairs and never come downstairs. What I mean by that is don't get involved in football decisions that on the field that Ty Bowles has to make. Leave, Stay out of it. You're out of it. You're done. Don't hover over him and be that guy. Don't be a, a helicopter coach. Then, as far as the succession plan goes, Todd Bowles needs one when Byron Leftwich gets a job next offseason to find that offensive coordinator that knows what the hell he's doing and not a Jeremy Bates, some dude out of the woods of Montana who was on hiatus for three years. That's what he did the last time he was a head coach at the New York Jets. But go get a guy who knows what he's doing and let him coordinate the offense. Uh, Tony Dungy... And I, and I go back to this because it's very similar. It reminds me of Coach Tony Dungy. Dungy was a hell of a coach. Turned the Buccaneers program around into championship caliber football. But the one thing that he had going against him is he was loyal to a fault. And rather than hire a qualified offensive coordinator, he kept kind of keeping everything the same in-house, whether it was Shula, then he brought in less steckled and Clyde Christensen became the offensive coordinator. And then eventually we, they fired him and then he went to Tampa where he didn't have to do anything. Tom Moore was the OC. Peyton Manning was a quarterback. Sure up the defense and he won a Super Bowl. That's what Todd needs to be ready for. Mm. I also think one of the biggest things that we haven't touched on yet on that Todd needs to be ready for is how does he manage the end of Tom Brady's career? How do you handle that? I mean, you talk about Bruce Arians, you know, hearing, you know, stuff from people saying, hey, Bruce Arians was thinking about retiring the same time that Tom Brady was and what hole that would have left in the organization. Now knowing that Todd Bowles is that guy, 
eventually, if Tom Brady does happen to fall off, how do you manage that relationship? How do you break news to Tom if the numbers aren't even more close to what they've been over the next two years? Hey, it's starting to be time. That relationship is going to be pivotal. Watch how that comes. Are you suggesting that Tom Brady could fall off a cliff? What? Jay, that's idiotic. Who would ever suggest something like that? Well, Brady's on, a, Brady's on a year-to-year right now anyway, and you got to be looking for the next quarterback yes. right now for the future. I mean, he's year-to-year. That's a great point, guys. Like, Jay, Thank you, Max. Key, Thank it you. is. It Thank is. you, Max. It is a great point because, look, what is the no- – you mentioned it in the last segment, Jay, or a couple, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. Earlier, We talk about the problem with the, with the, the lack of black head coaches in the NFL. Right? Like, let's put it bluntly. And when there is an African-American head coach, frequently it is not a team set up for success or else it's almost like an interim job. Here, you hold this for a year or two. The guy's 65 years old, right? And and then we're going to get our actual coach. But here we have a guy who should be in his prime years of coaching taking over a franchise that's set up to win and all that. The key, key, when you said, hey – for Arians, don't be a helicopter GM or, or whatever, or front office guy, all that stuff. Helicopter coach. Helicopter coach, basically, right? Or front office executive, at least. For Todd Bowles, the whole shooting match is going to be, you would imagine, identifying the next quarterback, right? Like, that's the whole thing. When you look at Long, he's a five-year contract. And while I'm the last one who would say Brady can't do it for another five years, you would think eventually you're going to have to find the next guy. Yeah, and that would be Jason Light, the general manager. He's He is the one charged with the task of finding the next quarterback, whether it's somebody out there they could trade for, free agency, draft, whatever the case is, that's his job. Todd Bowles' job is to coach the players on the team because Jason Light has done a tremendous job as a general manager for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers since coming over from New England and getting things done the right way in terms of acquiring talent, and whether it's free agency or the draft. So – I would probably bet on him to find the right quarterback in this situation. So Keyshawn J. Willemax was presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get to the NBA and a team on the verge of being eliminated from playoff contention. When Julius Randle gets a four-year, $117 million deal, uh, a lot of New York fans were ecstatic. But internally, the conversations we were having were, is this fool's goal with this team? This is what we expected this team to be. I said on the verge of uh, elimination from the playoffs, but the Knicks seem to start the preseason that way on the verge of elimination most years. Didn't feel like it this year, though, right? Made the playoffs last year. They lost to the Hornets last night, though, and they can be eliminated as early as tonight if the Hawks beat the Cavs, which means the Hawks could technically eliminate the Knicks from the playoffs for the second straight year. Know why? Because they have Trey Young, and the Knicks don't. They got a guy like that. And the Knicks don't have a guy not like that. They have some nice pieces, but not like that. Julius Randle was thought to maybe be a guy like that because he had an outlier year in terms of his three-point percentage that he was hitting. He's taking and making suddenly a lot of threes. His, otherwise, his game was very similar as it, always, as it always had been, but the three ball was falling for him and his scoring average shot up. And some people around the NBA feel that James Harden is acting sorry Julius Randall that's a Freudian slip is acting in a James Harden kind of way um what should the Knicks do about Julius Randall hey Julius how's your uh relationship 
with the city changed? Probably something you should ask yourself, man. I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, I'm cool, bro. Like, like I said, my my goal and you know what I work hard for is uh, to make the city proud, to make the fans proud. You know, I play for my teammates, play for my family, uh, and it's as simple as that, bro. Like, it's nothing, it's nothing, nothing more than that. So, from the inside looking out, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. I, I understand that a lot of times you got to just kind of let your game do the talking and, and and go from there. But like I said, man, I love the city. I love. Uh, my family loves it here. You know, I'm a Nick. That's what I. That's what I love. I love being a Nick. So, I don't like Julius Randle as a leader. I don't. And we talk a lot about on our show how you respond to the media. And we've talked about Russell Westbrook. And I've made the statement that that's who Russell Westbrook is. I thought Julius Randle was somebody different. The way he's handled the media this year after losses has been, quite frankly, embarrassing for the organization. Mm. If it's from the thumbs down. Uh, if it's from after the Bulls win their after they win their game against the Bulls at home, the team is celebrating. He makes a beeline for the locker room, doesn't celebrate with his own teammates. If it's a rumor of a trade request after that Bulls game that comes from his camp, and then he denies it and reports the, the way he's led. Ultimately, uh, it doesn't make you feel like he wants to be a part of this organization moving forward. I said it, you heard it into the comments coming into the show, that I thought it was fool's goal for them giving him the bag. Now, I love when players get the bag. I'm not going to deny that. But R.J. Barrett is the cornerstone piece that this franchise needs to build around. It's not Julius Randle. So I start thinking about if Mitchell Robinson leaves this summer in free agency, who is going to, like, who are the Knicks going to go after for a trade with, for Julius Randle? Like, I go to the Denver Nuggets. Like their team. I know we're getting back to I know we're bringing in Alan Hahn right now, which I think, Alan, like, what do you think about this whole situation, Alan? Well, I think you're right. I think it's uh, it was probably a mistake, and it was something that I kept worrying about last year because you didn't know what kind of season it was. They didn't have to pay him when they did. Uh, Julius Randle, he had a great year last year. He did. He had a career year, all NBA, and he was, you know, just everything he did worked last year, and it was that feeling of, okay, he never really done it like this before. Let's see it again. And then, of course, you can start talking about contract. But, you know, they had a relationship with him, so they gave him the contract. And then you say, okay, well, now he's got to prove it. And then this year, the expectations, the crowds are back. Playing in that building is not for everyone, especially if you're not winning or not playing at a high level all the time. Just ask Carmelo Anthony. Just ask Patrick Ewing. They know it. And it just seemed to really uh, crumble all around him. He really had a hard time with all that stuff. His numbers are on the road are better than they are at home. That's a fact. So, yeah, all of that then made you go, hmm, that was a mistake. Uh, but the stuff being reported now is a little crazy. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't so, dress separate from the team. You know, that stuff doesn't – that's not true. Now, the leadership stuff, absolutely. The media stuff, absolutely. The thumbs down to the fans – no question about it. I mean, the fans are chanting for Obi Toppin because they just want to see him in the game because he's draft pick. So that's all the ugly stuff. And I kept asking the question, if you're not happy here, you have to have that honest discussion with the front office. If this is just not a place for you, if you're Sonny Gray, you know, who pitched for the Yankees and just couldn't pitch here, but can pitch anywhere else. It's just some people like that have that conversation. But then these reports come out. Like he's already demanding a trade like that. That stuff gets nuts, but that's typical New York. He answered it last night and shut it all down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sonny Gray didn't suddenly start striking out two-to-one ratio. Like, you know, he had a career year. That three ball was falling for him last year. That's yep. Alan Hahn. You just listened to co-host of Barton Hahn from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern here on ESPN Radio and Knicks analyst on MSG Network, Key. 
Yeah, and Adam, what what should the impatient ass Nick fans like yourself do with Julius Randle moving forward? Well, first of all, how dare you? Because you could say impatient, and it's only been fifty years. I don't know how much more patient you could possibly get. <laughs> Second of all, uh, you're saying how what how do fans handle Randall? Is that what you're asking? I mean, me? how how should the Knicks handle him moving forward? Well, I still think the conversation has to be had. I know he said what he said last night. He just played it. You know, I'm a Nick. I love being in there. I love the city. My family loves it here. That was all the right. He said all the right things last night in the postgame. All of the right things. But it doesn't mean that I believe it. And I still think it's a conversation that they have to have in the offseason because it is something very typical. You, you, you cannot just perpetuate something that you know is not going to work. You can't force that. It's, didn't Jim Mersey just say that about Carson Wentz? There's certain things that you just know this is not right. So would and you why like should him, we keep doing it? Would you like him to be here? Would you like to move forward with him? I don't think he's a good fit for New York, no. I don't think he's a good fit here. I think he's a good player. You can see his numbers. But in this city, for the role they're asking him to be, which is a, a face-of-the-franchise kind of player, I just don't think he's the right fit in this city. But he's, a, he's still a very good player. Is Tom Thibodeau the right fit for this city? Absolutely. Without well, hesitation. How so, though, man? What's that? How so? I don't, I don't get y'all love fest. For Tom Thibodeau, I, it drives me crazy. Right, I asked Jay this. What's wrong with him? What's it, wrong with him? What's it, the issue? Well, for one, me, <laughs> y'all prop him up and put him up there like he, the second coming of the greatest coach in the NBA. They they literally keep pushing him up who's, and making excuses gay? for him. People, the public, uh, uh, the fan base. He's actually taking a lot of criticism from fans this season about a lot of things, including his usage of Randall. A lot of times going to him when he's not playing well or not playing as hard as he did last year. So you, so you don't think y'all can do better? Well, you can't well, now because you signed him, but, you, well, you know. Well, if you think about it, if you just look at the history of this franchise, it's like every two years you get a new coach. I mean, that's the other problem here is drafting and then, you know, constantly turning over the leadership, right? He, is, he has had the most success of anyone since Mike Woodson coached this team 10 years ago. You can say what you want, but he's still – it's the fact that he's got them organized and competing. R.J. Barrett is a better player over time now. Emmanuel Quickly is a better player. These might not be superstars in the, of the future, but he, it's not like he's not developing either. I think we just look at rotations, which you can question because players fail him in, that, in certain situations. The roster is not that good. That's the one thing that was propped is that it's a better team than last year. False. It's not a right fit for the way he wants to play. That was a mistake that they also have to correct this offseason. But I'll tell you what, when, when people say, look what happened in Chicago, he burns out. He was there for five years and averaged 50 wins a season. You know if the Knicks had a five-year stretch of 50 straight wins? Do you realize what this city would be like? So, I remember so what I'll it was like that. back then. I yeah, remember. I, yeah. I do, too. Barely now, though. I'm getting but, too but old let's to get remember to, Let's get to that, Alan. You're a couple years older than me. I'm 48. I'll be 49 in August, right? I was not alive. I was born in 73, but it wasn't mm-hmm. in January. I was not alive. At least you were a little baby the last time the Knicks yeah. won a championship. Yeah, but, I was 18 months old. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was, I was uh, still a, a, you know, uh, well, no, maybe I was more than a twinkle in my father's eye. I don't know. But anyway, I'd have to count the months. <laughs> but, but, Alan, you bring up, like, and we talk about impatience, and that's the vicious cycle, right? Yep. When you haven't won in so long, you know, another year, another year, another year, you get less patient, right? And that works against you. So, Given how Knicks fans were feeling after last year, we're in the playoffs, so we're competing. What do you think they need to 
do now? What should the, the strategy be to not fall into the impatient trap, but also to take steps forward, not backward yeah. as they did this year? That's the critical part. And that's why I say you have to make tough decisions, not based on loyalty, but based on what's best. And that's the, a Randall decision. That's one of them right there. you got to look at it and see for what it is. You can't ask, well, maybe he'll take a backseat to R.J. Barrett. He's 27 years old. He was an all-NBA player. You think he's really doing that? Like, I don't know if it's the right fit. And then you're asking to be a star. His contract is really not terrible. He starts a four-year extension at 118 over four years. Extremely affordable for a guy that gets you 20, 10, and 5. So is there value? Can you, can you just remove something that you know it's uncomfortable for him and his, like the way fans are towards him, and then also to allow Barrett to emerge, and he, as he has over the second half of the season, as someone that you can feel as a building block player? That's one. Two, can, can you get a first-round pick right? You're going to have a lottery pick this year. They, have had, they had four top-ten picks in consecutive years. One of them is a starter in the NBA. Two of them are no longer on the team. Like, you can't do that. So that has to get better. And then you got to not have the instability of change the coach, change this, change that. You have to have some stability so that you can carry over from year to year. Stability is, to me, the most important thing to get a franchise back on track, even though it can look ugly in the early stages. So I feel like those are the things you have to really pay attention to this offseason. Alan Hahn of Barton Hahn hosted from 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Also, a MSG Network Nick analyst, also a Nick apologist, but never mind. How um, dare you? You know, I got to do you like that, Alan. You're my guy. Every day. It, it, is, is New York, the New York Knicks, a superstar destination again? Is it becoming that? Can you go out there and have somebody in their star status say, you know what, I want to be a Nick? No. Because they don't, they just, they, what are they showing you? Last year gave you a taste of what it could be like for a star, but it's still not there. And I do think the way Randall has gone through that experience with fans always makes a star wonder, I don't want to deal with that. Like, why would I want to deal with that? And, and so you have the extremes of 7th Avenue being flooded with fans after one playoff win. In fact, you just played that bing bong. That whole thing was after the first game of the season. And the, and the entire road was packed with fans. It was right outside our studio, and it was as if they won a championship. I'm telling you, people are hanging from street signs, and they were yelling bing bong. And it, we, it was the first game of the damn season. Bing like, that's bong. how passionate people are about this team. But it also goes the other way to where if you are a star player and you're not performing, you're going to hear it, and it's ugly. And that's another thing that you have to try to carry as a superstar. And who can they get also? This Donovan Mitchell stuff I laugh at because he's just started a five-year contract extension. The Jazz, okay, if Donovan Mitchell is tired of the same old you-know-what what he just said the other day about losing and they're sort of on a treadmill too as a, as a franchise because are they great? They're just good? The problem with them is why would they trade him? They have no reason to trade him. But, Alan, how about, how about a move for, and I, I throw this out there for Julius Randle. So a team like the Denver Nuggets. Now, I know it's not, it's not sexy, and I feel like every New Yorker wants to make a sexy move and bring that sexy name in. Okay. But you talk about helping the point guard position, right? So I, I think Denver would be interesting because I could see Jokic and him, they're compatible at the five and the four. It actually be lethal for them. If they gave you Monte Morris, Will Barton, and a first-round draft pick, would that be I enough just, for Julius Randle? I mean, at this point. Jumping for joy. <laughs> yeah, at this point, if I can get just you know capable players. Right, what do you do with Aaron Gordon, though, if you're Denver? 
Here's the you all right. You want me to go? I'll go crazy New York radio yes, guy. Please. Like, he loves when I do this, right? All right. Okay. Okay. Here's here's what you do. Here's here's what you do. I right, understand. This is what you got to do. You 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 ask the Pelicans what they're doing with Zion. You ask Zion what he wants to do. Do you want to be there or not? Because if he signs that rookie extension the, off his rookie deal, then he's stuck too, just like Donovan Mitchell. But if you're that miserable, you tell them, I'm not signing the extension. I want out. I don't want to be here. Now the Pelicans are forced to do something. Where do you want to play? Well, I want to play with RJ, my, my Duke teammate, Cam Reddish, my Duke teammates. And I want to be in a bigger market. All right. Well, what do you want, Pelicans? I got CJ McCollum. I got Brandon Ingram. I got two. I got a wing. I got a guard. I need somebody at the four that can give me points, that can score. Oh, who's also played here and probably wouldn't mind being close to Texas and in a smaller market where people aren't so intense. Do you think we got a fit? Mm. Yeah, maybe not straight up, but as a starter song. Why are you so straight up? You can't do it straight. I agree. You don't do it straight. But that's what I was about to say, Jay. Why are y'all so in love with Zion? Well, you just said it, though. It's the sexy thing that New Yorkers want. It's the headline. It's this and that. I told you I'm going crazy New York guy. I'm not going. When, I, when you go crazy New York guy, you're not going to do anything with intelligence. You're going to do it with emotion, and you're going to say it really fast and talk really fast and get really deep into the accent. <laughs> Alan, that's what we this, do. Is, this is why well, I hear what you're saying about Thibodeau, but to me the main thing about any Knicks coach, more than winning and losing or anything, is are they creating the kind of environment and culture that is attractive to stars outside of New to York? To that, I will say yes. And that, and here's two reasons: Tom Thibodeau, R.J. Barrett. Okay, then, then that that to me is the best explanation why you should keep Thibodeau. If you believe that that is the case with Thibodeau, and Alan Hahn, ladies close. and gentlemen. Yes, he don't Thank believe you. that. He's just saying it. Barton Hahn. 12 to 3 Eastern, noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Thanks, Alan. Key, how the Lakers doing? Terrible. We got, we got, what, 18 championships now? 17? Key, please. There are two-year-olds. Two, no, one-and-a-half-year-olds who've never even seen the Lakers win a championship. <laughs> one-and-a-half years old, they've never experienced a Lakers championship, these poor kids. The biggest news of the day, though, guys, is Bruce Arians retiring and transitioning to the front office. So how much of a drop-off will there be for Tom Brady and the Bucks, if any? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And join now once again, as promised, by Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter. Diana, you mentioned earlier you've been talking to everybody. What, what, is, what are Todd Bowles' expectations 
with Tom Brady as his quarterback. A little different from his experience with the Jets, I'd say. Quite different, right? Now he no longer has to face Tom Brady. He gets to continue coaching him there in, in Tampa Bay. And I spoke to Bulls this morning about this new challenge for him. And, you know, the, the first question I actually asked him, Max, was, what did you learn in New York that makes you think you're ready for this now? You know, because sometimes coaches go through these experiences where they don't have success and they can't really get out of their heads. It's just it's been such a bad experience. We could go through a whole list of those, um, you know, and, and he just was so transparent about the growth, uh, how much he's learned, how much he's learned in Tampa Bay, relationships with players, how he handles himself. Um, so I, I think his time in New York definitely is going to play a part in in how he goes about his business in Tampa Bay. But the reality is, Max and Key, Todd's been handling business in Tampa Bay for two years, meaning Bruce Arians is definitely the head coach, and, and he's been doing all the things that a head coach needs to do. But when you think about the guys that are there, it, it's Brady, Bruce Arians, and Todd Bowles. Those are the three main men that run it. And this transition – from being a defensive coordinator to be a head coach, I, I believe is going to be absolutely seamless. So um, the most important question for, of the day for you, Diana, mm. are you ready for take it or shake it? I can't wait. Evan. <laughs> take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Or shake it. Shake it. Take it or shake it. All right, and Take It or Shake It is brought to you by Granger. Diana, in this one, we let Key go first because it's Key's game. He'll remind us a thousand times. So Key will go... Whatever Key's answer is, we'll yell that as a response. So if Key says, take it, well, I'll yell, take it. He'll give his reasoning, and then you'll give your either rebuttal or you'll agree with Key. So oh. let's play. Take it or shake it. These teams are better than the defending champion Rams. Let's start with those Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Key. Shake it. Shake it. Yeah, no, I don't think that the – I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are better than the Rams. I understand Tom Brady's coming back and Leonard Fournette's coming back. But they are still missing. There is no Gronkowski, O.J. Howard. The offensive line has some things that they need to address. Defensively, they were not as great as most people thought they were going to be a year ago coming off their Super Bowl victory. So, no, I don't think that they're nowhere near as good as the so Rams. So, wouldn't that be shake it? Did you say shake it? I thought you said take it. No, I oh, said, said shake said it. Shake oh, my it. fault. I'm yeah. taking it, though, Max. because I'm taking it because I actually think – that Bulls becoming the head coach is going to give a little bit of a surge. Because here's the thing that people in the league know about Bulls and what this team knows is he's a little bit more Patriot way, which is a little bit more of the comfort zone of a Tom Brady. And look, we know Brady left the Patriot way because he was kind of tired of the way they did things there and, and wanted to let loose a little bit more, have a little bit more fun. But look, it's just like when you reflect on your time in school, the teacher that was the hardest on you is always the teacher that you remembered the most from and you probably learned and I think Tom Brady knows if he wants to go after another trophy here, he needs to kind of bring it back to that Patriot way. And I think Todd Bowles brings it to them. Did your answer change, Diana, from like yesterday, if I'd asked you this with Bruce Arians as head coach, would you have said take it or shake it? Would it have been the same? Oh, no, I, I changed it as soon as I heard the news. Wow. There I was go, so Max. excited about this game. It was the first thing I thought. I didn't make any calls. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm changing my answer for shake it, take it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would also shake it. I agree. And I think the issue is that receiving core was put over the top by A.B., and that's what made me go, oh, they're just a little more talented. That ain't the case anymore, and the Rams are now Super Bowl champions. All right, how about the team that the Rams beat in the Super Bowl? Are they still better than the Bengals after free agency, Key? Take it or shake it? Take it! Take it! Yeah, I still think that the Rams are better 
than the Cincinnati Bengals. And I know the Cincinnati Bengals made everybody go crazy. Max Kellerman has a, a Joe Burrow tattoo on his back now. I get it. I get all of that. But the Rams still got Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey, the running game. They're missing the left tackle, but the left tackle was up in age. And the one caveat that works for them is they have both coordinators, meaning the offensive coordinator and Sean McVay, who's the head coach who calls plays, and the defensive coordinator. And the defensive coordinator in Raheem Morris. Diana? I am going to shake it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing that I just, big picture, the idea of the Bengals and the Rams getting back to the Super Bowl together. I mean, we talk about this all the time, how hard it is to repeat. It's not only hard to repeat as the champ, it's hard to repeat to just get back there. I still think the Rams are better, though. I'm going to take it. I've, look, the Rams were better by one Aaron Donald play at the very end of the game or else Bengals are Super Bowl champs. The Bengals have shored up the offensive line. They will draft. This is only Joe Burrow. It's really his first full season. He's going to get better next year. I like the Bengals. Let's go back to the NFC. The Packers, take it or shake it, Key, are the Packers better than the Rams? Ooh, man, that's a tough one for me. I am going to... Shake it off, baby. Shake that off. Take it. Take it. Oh, Take it. What? Take it. <laughs> well, I, I, I think so. I, I do. I, I do think so because here's why. I think the Packers have a better opportunity in an easier division. So, therefore, that number one seed goes back to Lambeau Field again this time around based on the regular season win total. Diana? I am shaking that. Um, I, I, I think the Rams roster, and, you, you know, you keep doing a good job of pointing out what makes them a good team. I think they're just better than the Packers. And, and I'm, look, I'm concerned what they're doing at the receiver position, Key. I am. I know they're going to go in the draft here. They're going to, you know, take four guys, maybe move up, try to get a star. I, I uh, A rookie receiver trying to learn the way of Aaron Rodgers and figure it out and plug and play and – Look, if, if you can get lucky and you get a Justin Jefferson, you get an A.J. Brown, you get a D.K. Metcalf, more power to you, but we know how but hard that you is. Got, but when you got Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball, it, it makes a world of a difference at the receiver position. That receiver does not have to be a star in college or in free agency. He could just be a guy. And that's why you always hear receivers complain about the quarterback play. If they're not getting the football thrown to them by great quarterbacks, they look subpar. Yeah, I'm going to shake it with the Packers. Packers, man, they keep knocking on the door. And instead of drafting a receiver, they draft a future quarterback. And then now they have draft picks and they can focus on receiver, but they lose two of their the best receiver and their best deep threat. Like, I, I, I think they're a, a, a day late and a dollar short. Anyway. All right, last one. Chiefs. Chiefs are better than the Rams, Key. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake, shake it. it. No, the Chiefs are not better than the Rams. Even though Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback, I think overall the division is going to – the division might have caught up to them to some degree. But at the same time, I think the Rams overall defense is better. Um, and they just, they, just got, they just got something going for them right now on the offensive side of the ball. But the defense pushes them over the top against the Kansas City Chiefs. Take it. Take it. Take it. Kate, this is odd. We're always on the same page. Not today, though. I like it. A little flavor for once. Here's why. I I, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a year. 
I can't doubt him and Andy Reid together. Look, the Tyreek Hill thing, you just made a great point. When you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you don't need that great of a, of a receiver. I feel the same way about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and I'm going to use that argument. Tough to get back there. So head-to-head, though, I think the Chiefs are better. I agree with you, Diana. This comes. This is like a referendum on Mahomes, right? He doesn't have Tyreek Hill. We've never seen it before, not over any length of time. I am going to give my a vote of confidence, like a, a leap of faith, and say based on what I've seen in Patrick Mahomes' career so far with Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, they're going to get it done. I, I like I like him more than the Rams. Yep. Thank you, Diana. With supplies and solutions, and uh, for every industry, Granger is always there to help. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. That's take it or shake it. How many NBA superstars? can actually carry a team to a title. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Let's keep this going. We have, an, we have uh, more teams to cover, so take it or shake it. These are teams better than the defending champion Browns, so key. Or than the Rams. Ooh. The Browns? When did they win a championship? Damn. Take it or shake it. Teams better than the defending champion <laughs> Rams. C-Max happens to the best of us. The Browns better than the Rams. Take it or shake it, Keith. Shake it. Shake it. Yeah, it's not even close, man. I understand Deshaun Watson is over there, but they got a long ways to go to try to put this thing together. They certainly have a lot of talent on paper, but, yeah, it's not um, – it's not close right yeah, now. Yeah, shake it. Although if you would have airdropped Deshaun Watson in there had he never gotten into trouble and all that stuff at the beginning of this past season, I'd have taken it, but I'm shaking this. How about the Bills? Take it or shake it better than the Rams. <clears throat> Ooh, shake it. Shake it. I got to shake that because the, the Bills hadn't done it. The Rams, they've done it. They still got everybody in place. The one X factor for me in all of this is going to be Brian Dable not there calling plays. Ken Dorsey is the offensive play caller who's never done it before. Key, you said they they have all their pieces back. The one piece they don't have back, Von Miller. Guess where he is? Buffalo. Yeah, but but, 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 they still got Aaron Donald. That's the key to the whole defense is Aaron Donald. (laughs) I would shake it for exactly the reasons – that key gave you, but that if they can move on without Dable, I might take it. But because of Dable, I got to shake it. How about the Broncos? Does Russell Wilson make the Broncos better than the Rams? Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. I don't even know that the Broncos can get out of that division and make a playoff spot. Although the Broncos, like I'm going to shake it also. The Broncos do have an elite defense, and that's something like we're going to find out about Russell Wilson. He got a defense. He's got some offensive weapons like we're about to find out. How about the Raiders, Key? That's your team, huh? The Raiders, are they better than the Rams? Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. I think that they certainly have upgraded with Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones and done some stuff on the defensive side of the ball, but I don't know that they're better than the Rams right now. I got to see when the season starts and how things play out six, seven weeks into the, into the season. Yeah, ditto. Shake it. Last one, Cowboys. Uh, shake it. Shake it. I disagree. 
<laughs> Shake it. I don't think that the Cowboys are better than the Rams either. Um, Cowboys certainly are headed in the right direction, and they've been headed in the right direction over the last couple of years. They just haven't gotten there. Let's see them be better than the Eagles this year, and then we'll talk about the Rams. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay, it's time to play real or not real. Evan, you're like, you're the hosting the show. Go, yeah, take it have, away. We haven't had enough games today, so we're going to play some more games here. Real or not real. Jay, we'll start with you, NBA. Here we go. Good enough to be the best player on a championship Ooh, team. If you're confused, you'll get the hang of it as we go along. So real or not real, good enough to be the best player on a, on a championship team. We'll start with Jason Tatum of the Celtics. Real or not real, Jay? Yes, real. I, I, I think JT has a chance, like I said before. I think he is about to pierce into that upper echelon of superstardom, but he has to do it in the playoffs to make us truly believe it. But, yes, I will say real. Yes, 100% real. I think Jason Tatum is on to something. You know, think about it. We were talking about him possibly getting into the MVP race a couple months ago when he was just slicing and dicing and filling it up. So, of course, he can be. I, I was his team. Yeah, I would say yes, but a more accurate way for me to put it, like in my mind, he can be the highest scorer on a championship team. I think he needs another player as good as him. So, but so I'll but I'll say yes. Devin Booker, best player on a championship team, real or not real? Ooh, I think down, yes, most talented-wise, yes. But I still say that the best player, because of the way he leads, is CP3, and I think that's their best chance to win it this year. But I will say Devin Booker can be prolific and can lead his team, so I'll go real. I'm going to go real with Devin Booker. I think when you look at him in CP3, he's going to learn a lot and take it with him moving forward in the future. CP3 only got a couple more years left. And I think Devin Booker is going to be around clearly for quite some time and be the, the, the catalyst on that particular team, the Phoenix Suns, with Aiden, and they'll grab somebody else if he's not a Laker 
by the end. I'm going to say real because there are some guys I just look at and go, he is going to win a championship, at least in his career. And Booker's one of those guys, and I think it's a good chance he's the best player on the team when he does it. And by the way, that may be this year, but like Tatum, I think he needs ideally another guy right on his level, and MCP3 probably has it. How about a 37-year-old LeBron James? Is he good enough to be the best player on a championship team, Jay? Real or not real? I don't, I don't not real. And I would say not real, even though he's playing at an incredible level. I, I think LeBron, LeBron right now at this stage of his career needs another go-getter dog. Like, he needs somebody that can take over the game. And I'm not saying that LeBron can't take over the game in the big moments because he can, but he needs somebody that can help carry that load for him the entire game pretty much. And AD was able to do that in a lot of cases. So I will go not real. I'm going to go real. I think LeBron James can be a guy who is the dog on a team. No matter what team he goes on, he's going to be the dog. But he ain't going nowhere. He's a Laker. I'm going to say even at this stage in his career, easily real. Jay, like I think if you put the right team around him with no other superstars, but they were the right players around him, I think he could do it right now. No. Absolutely. Absolutely not. I'm with you, Max. Absolutely not. All right, Jay, that's saying a lot. Absolutely not. What do you see? Who are the right players? Well, if he had, for example, they wanted to trade for Buddy Heel, but if he had, if he had what actually what the Suns have, if he had some all guys who didn't need the ball but legit Devin three and D Booker, guy, Devin no, I'm thinking superstar. of guys like Bridges and Cam Johnson. Yeah, give him Chris Paul's team. Put him in Chris Paul's spot. They'll kill everybody. Well, Devin Booker's a superstar. You think Devin Booker's as good as LeBron? I, I think Devin Booker he drops 25 a game easily in his sleep. But it's LeBron would still be the best player on that team, right? His game's compatible, yes. Right now okay. he would be. Okay, that's, yeah, what, I'm right, that's, right, that's what I'm saying. I wanted that conversation to keep going. I Me too. That's we why I didn't say well, We uh, came to a, to a yeah, consensus. Jimmy Butler, uh, also the Heat clinched the playoff spot last night. Let's get that out of the way. Jimmy Butler, good enough to be the best player on a championship team, real or not real? I say not real. I think Jimmy Butler is a very talented, high-end individual. But I said before the show, he's like Batman to me, right? Like you, you want him to have the superpowers of Superman, but he doesn't have it, so he has to scrap and claw and be more like Batman, but without Bruce Wayne's bank account. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would say no. not. I, he just doesn't. It doesn't feel right to me. His best days as being the main catalyst was in Chicago, and I think it's great that they were able to play the Lakers in the bubble, in the championship. It was great to see him playing in Philadelphia. But I think in just terms of him being that guy, I don't think so. If Jimmy, I say not real. If Jimmy Butler is your best player, maybe in a situation like one of those Pistons teams that won championships, either, either the bad boys or the later version, like the 04, especially the 04 team, if you had four other guys at that Butler level just about, yes, but that's not really what we're talking about. I got to say not real. What about Zion Williamson? Hasn't played all season, but real or not real, good enough to be the best player on a championship team, real I, or not real? It's, uh, I, I can't answer that question because I, I, I need to see Zion play. Like I need, I need a larger sample size before I can tell you if he's going to be available when you need him for a championship. And that's just keeping it a buck with you. Mm. Think about Zion, Key. Mm, I would say no. I never believed in Zion. I didn't want to hurt Jay's feelings at Duke. I just felt like he was just a different version of Blake Griffin. I, I understand health and all that, and yes, he is a point forward and all the other things that everybody wants to say, but no, I just don't see it. I don't see where he's that guy. It's The way it's trending, it doesn't look good, but I'm going to say real. I, I agree basically with what Jay is saying. Like it, We don't know. We just don't know. But if you're going to make me guess, 
Is it in there somewhere? If it works out just right, I would say real. As a second-year player, 20 years old, he was putting up numbers almost no one had ever put up, but I know there's a lot more to it than that. We have yet to see it from I was Zion. about to tell you, the yeah. numbers is one thing, man, yeah. but it's you got to stay I know. healthy, uh, I know. And, and I need to see and you lead. really lead. Yes, I agree. I agree. We have not seen that yet. Nope. James Harden, good enough to be the best player on a championship team. Jay, real or not real? Not real. I, I, I think James Harden could be prolific, but if he wins a championship, it will be because of Joel Embiid on this team coming up. I've seen him be the best player and not get it done. I've seen that with CP3. I've seen that with Russ, uh, with Chris Paul. And right now, Joel Embiid is the best player on the 76ers. Facts. Key? I would say Joel Embiid, yeah, he he's real. Uh, James Harden is, is certainly a guy that has put up big numbers, MVP, all that sort of stuff. But if, if Sixers are going to win, it's going to be because Embiid is dominating. I'm going to say not real on Harden anymore. And the question is, yep. maybe it was never real. Because if Harden's your best player, you'd have, he'd have done it by now. The only caveat for me is he took a team in a D'Antoni system that had no business hosting a Game 7 against the KD Steph Warriors. They hosted that Game 7, missed every shot, so they lost by single digits. But that's the catch with Harden. He gets you farther than you ought to go but then can't get you over the top. Runs out of gas. I got to say not real, and I don't think it ever was. All right, we got two left. Uh, we're going to try and get through both of these real quick. Nikola Jokic, real or not real, good enough to be the best player on championship team? Real. He's the MVP. He would have been it this year if Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. had been playing. Okay. I would say, yeah. It. I would say no, better yet. That's, I'm not a fan. I, I get it. Jay like it. It don't look right to me. It looks slow, and I don't think you can win a championship looking slow. I want to say real. The only thing I'll say is this. When it came down to it, and this is a couple of years ago, Jamal Murray, who's not as good as Jokic, was by far the most valuable player on the team. I need to see Jokic be his regular self when it matters most, and if so, the answer is yes. You guys he disappears are great. too much for me. You guys are great. Last one. Got to be quick. Luka Doncic. Real. Yes. Real. 100% real. Yeah, I can carry a team by himself in his sleep. Yeah, that's real. All six nine sloppy of him. It's real. He's that dude. That dude's LeBron minus some hops. With Much more on. Yeah, yeah. He, he with the jumper. His jumper no, could get wetter though. More from Keyshawn, Jay, and Max coming up next. ESPN Radio Series XM Channel eighty. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast.